0: Hey, welcome back to Maximize Your Influence. As we talk about how to maximize your success, your income, your persuasion, your negotiation, your self-persuasion, this is Podcast 301. This is Kurt Mortensen. Welcome back again. And of course, we celebrated big 300 last week. Big surprises, big gift, $297 gift for those that were able to post or tag or put a story on social media for Maximize Your Influence. We set out... The $297 negotiation power that talked about the dirty deeds, the dark deception, the power tools. So if you still want that, I'll let it go for another week. If you just post a little something about the podcast on social media and a story, tag it, whatever you need to do, we'll track you down or even let us know and we'll send you the audios of power negotiations. It's an intense series on becoming a better negotiator, understanding Deception and even mood and even emotions dealing with anger, frustration, resentment because that's all part of the persuasion and negotiation process. Today, we're going to be talking about that forgotten shortcut to success to becoming a millionaire. Oh boy, hold on tight for that one. There's some good information there. I just got back from Seattle, Washington, hometown of the crapper. Crapper, what do you mean? How about a little history? So there's a tour there in Seattle called the Underground, where you can actually go and see the old city, because in 1989, the whole city of Seattle was pretty much burnt down, and they were having challenges with flooding and tides and a few other things, so they raised the whole city up eight feet, which left the old city behind it. So you can actually go on a tour underneath the city called the Underground, and you get to meet Mr. Thomas Crapper, (laughs) could you not look it up? who invented the first toilet in Seattle. The first flushing toilet, I guess, would be. Some call him John Crapper, but I think it's actually Thomas Crapper is his name. The challenge was that uh, when you flushed, you had to make sure it was low tide or it came the wrong way. So they actually started posting tides near the restroom, so you knew when and when you could not flush. Look it up, a little history, (laughs) a little fun for you. Shout out to my Seattle friends as we taught. Ways to maximize your influence to understand the psychology of persuasion and to persuade below the radar. Do appreciate your emails and your comments. That would be at Kurt, K-O-R-T, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. In fact, everything you need is at MaximizeYourInfluence.com from the archive to Influence University to take your persuasion IQ test to the free book, Maximum Influence, all there at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. But now it's time for that geeky, uh, scarly article. All right, here's one. And we hit this a little bit about 20 episodes ago. Here's a trick that makes people like you more. I mean, we've talked about the law of connectivity. That's one of the 12 laws of persuasion. The more people like you, it is easier to persuade them. So if you want people to like you more, all you got to do is have a small mishap or blunder make you more likable. This comes from the Journal of Psychonomic Science, Jeremy Dean and Elliot Aronson. That little mishap, that little blunder. So the study found that you spilled a cup of coffee over yourself. People rated you as more attractive and more likable, more human and more approachable. But this only works if they've already seen you as competent or you're the expert. If they haven't seen that yet and you haven't really met them, don't know them very well, and you're not the expert, then it's going to have the opposite effect. They also found that sometimes talented people are sometimes disliked by other people. (laughs) Group members who are considered the most able are not necessarily the best liked. And you know this one to be true. And they found that people who had the most ideas and the best ideas, men and women, the other people in the group just didn't like them. I mean, (laughs) that's good for the team. We've talked about this before, but go back to Podcast 37 in the archives at MaximizeYourInfluence.com, esteem is huge. When you're better than they are, have better ideas, have the best ideas, they shoot your ideas down, you feel dumb, all a blow to the esteem. And of course, we've talked about last week that when you bruise the esteem, it shuts the doors to influence. You enhance it, it opens the doors. So we know that makes perfect sense. And sometimes that person can be too smart, too good, unapproachable, distant, non-human when they do that. You know, in the law of connectivity, I talked about the halo effect. And when you have the halo effect, you're attractive. And when you're attractive, people think you're smarter, more trustworthy than you actually are. But we also found the halo effect, you can be too good looking. So there's hope for a lot of us, right? If you're too good looking, too beautiful, too attractive, sometimes it's a little intimidating and that can hold people back. But let's go back to this blunder. It's also called the fall effect. It relies that the blunderers, they call it, they have already have to been seen as confident. But if you do it before you come across as confident or as the expert, you come across as less attractive when you make that blunder or mistake. I see this in university classes. If I make mistakes on the first day, they don't know who I am. That's different than the fourth day. You have to have that credibility before you start spilling coffee on yourself. I know if I make a mistake to an audience that's never met me before, that's a lot different than halfway through or day two or day three of a three-day seminar. It's a lot different. And I've made some big mistakes and whoo when you put on that wireless mic and then you think you have 10 minutes left and you flush in the bathroom, yeah, that would be a blunder. Or tripping on the way to the lectern, I've fallen off on a stage or the guy in the front row that keeps lifting up with his fingers because my fly was down. My zipper was down way down. Seven hours into an eight-hour presentation, I took a drink of water, went down the wrong pipe, and I sprayed the whole front row. <laughs> okay? So it's okay to have a few blunders, but you have to have to make sure you're, you're credible first. There's some type of confidence with you. And it's also part of it. it's how you handle the blunder. If you start cursing and throwing things and kicking people, that's going to have the opposite effect. It's also how you handle the blunder. Next on our list, we got to either do a ninja, a persuasion ninja, or a persuasion blunder. And this is going to be our blinja, which I'm not sure if this is a blunder or a ninja. You have to email me and let me know. So, blinja little sound of both there. This goes out to the city of San Francisco. And can you tell me, is this good or bad? Is this a blunder? Is this a ninja? We talked quite a bit on the show about verbal packaging and how every word can attract or repel people, can help your credibility, can hurt your credibility. And so in San Francisco, we know they're having their issues with homeless and crime and a few other things. So they decided... To change the official names of certain people, or maybe things they have done. So you, this can uh, be good or bad in your book. You tell me. So if somebody is having problems with the law, or arrested, they're a justice-involved person. Now, instead of calling me a drug addict, they're either using pharmaceutical preference. Or a person with a history of substance abuse. That's quite a bit longer. Instead of parole, person under supervision. Instead of convicted felon, a formerly incarcerated person. Instead of an illegal alien, it's undocumented worker. Instead of being broke, you're a fiscal unachiever. You see where we're going with this? I mean, creative, yeah. Verbal packaging, yeah. It takes away the sting, yeah. But sometimes you want the sting. So you tell me. Do we keep the sting here? Do you like the San Francisco version of verbal packaging? Let me know. That is our Belenja of the week. That can go either way. I have a feeling we're going to might hit 50-50 on this one, but let me know. Let's take a vote and see which one you like. Is this a big mistake to call them a justice-involved person, or do you want to let people know what's exactly happened? Time for a listener email. Of course, If I read your email on the show, you get access to influenceuniversity.com for free. This is Sally from Santa Barbara. That would be in California, United States. Kurt, listening to Millionaire Psychology, learning a lot. You're right. The key is to start thinking, acting, and doing what other millionaires do because that's what I'm going to become. Hey, thanks, Sally. and. Part of that is your desire, your drive, you want to become, but it's true. You want to be anything, any type of success or wealth in your life, start modeling that person. And that's the question is how can we do better at modeling and mentoring with other people? Thanks, Sally. And let's spin that around because the title of the show is that kind of that one thing you're missing that you're not doing to be more successful, become financially independent, and you kind of brought it up. It's the ability to benchmark other people. Some people call that maybe a standard or target or mentoring, but it's a little bit different than that. Basically what benchmarking is is you're finding other people that are doing what you want to do and you just find out the best practices. In business benchmarking, is: I look at the top five companies, find out what they're doing right, take a little piece from each company and make it my own company. Perfectly legal, perfectly legit. Some people call it hacking. It is a skill that people are missing because what they do is they – I'll figure it out on my own. No, someone's already else has figured it out. And I learned this when I did my undergraduate degree in advertising. That's how you learned advertising. You benchmarked other people, other products, other competitors, even people in other industries to see what they were doing to trigger ideas, to trigger thoughts, to be creative, and pull from things other people have done. And that's what other people have done too, whether it be advertising or even writing a book. That's what I learned writing books. If you've seen the YouTube channel at Maximize Your Influence. In fact, this week we're going to talk about more about the millionaire mindset. You've probably seen my bookshelf. That's only about one-fourth of my books. I've got thousands of books. I've read them. I went to the seminars. I benchmarked. That's how I created my materials from experience, from interviews, but also from reading other people's books on the subject. Who's doing it right? You don't have time to figure it out on your own, and you benchmark You don't copy it exactly. You look at five or six other companies and you build your own. When you write a book, you read 10, 20, 100 books, and then you write your own, even though you're pulling from other people's research and thoughts. That's benchmarking, and you have to, have to, have to do that in your own life, in your own business, in your own success. The concept of figuring out your own, you don't have time for that. The world knowledge base is doubling every six years. You're smart enough for that, but you don't have time for that. This is what people do in business. It is standard. We don't copy exactly. We benchmark what other people do. What are people doing really well? And benchmark it, adapt it to you, your style, your personality, your company, your product, or service, and that makes the whole difference. Let me give you 10 things to start working on to benchmark a little bit better. First of all, number one I've talked about before is personal development. Harvard study found that those are learning and growing every day. They're more optimistic, more enthusiastic about where they're going, what they're going to Accomplished, but those who don't learn and grow every day become very negative, pessimistic, and doubtful. Most homes that are over a million dollars have a library. All leaders are readers. Most CEOs have six books a month so they can learn, they can grow. That's part of that. Critical piece to your success, you don't have to spend the time to learn on your own, you're benchmarking what other people have learned. Every challenge or obstacle you're to face in life, someone's already faced it, overcome it, and written a book about it. And then it also includes audios, podcasts, But the challenge with books and audios is you can't learn to play basketball, ride a bike, snow ski from a book. It's a great start. And even going to seminars is a great place to synergize with other people and to network and to learn. But sometimes, number two, you just have to have a mentor. You want a shortcut to success. You want to benchmark what other people have done. A mentor, a coach has been there, done that, and you can do it much faster. Coach, a mentor. And here's the secret here. In life, you should be mentoring other people all the time and have a mentor. I'm always mentoring, I'm always coaching, and I always have a mentor. That's just what I do. And you do the same. You want a shortcut? You want to benchmark what other people have done, other successful people? Have a mentor. Get a coach. And you'll get it done 10, maybe even 100 times faster. And learn what they did well. And do it. And even learn what they didn't do so where What are their failures? And do the opposite. The third reason this is so important is to have another set of ears and eyes. Because you're too close to it. You're too emotionally involved. I know that the seminar I just came from in Seattle, one of the exercises we did is we went over your greatest influence challenge at work. we separated in group. We're practicing being persuasion consultant, persuasion coaches, but also getting a solution to the greatest challenge. And everyone's like, wow, everyone works with weird people or they worked with someone just like that. Oh, I got some great solutions. I didn't even think about that. That is the power of another set of ears and eyes. <laughs> and I've told you this one before is when I was giving up my first book, I was all excited about the the title. It was one of a kind. It was so unique. I wouldn't tell anybody about it. I reserved the domain and it was the coolest thing ever. And the name was Perfluence, which was a combination of persuasion and influence, and oh, <laughs> A famous author asked me, well, Kurt, what's the title of this thing? And I'm like, and I told him, and he's like, well, that's dumb. <laughs> and it is dumb, but I was too close to it. So you need to get another set of ears and eyes, send out a survey, talk to other people that can give you some honest opinions to benchmark what you're doing, what you're trying to create, the marketing you're going to try, any of those things, another set of ears and eyes, you're too close to it. That's a big reason products fail. Next one. Kind of an odd one. Number four is start getting more spam. Start enjoying spam. Enjoy the salty ham, as they call it. I said spiced ham. That's where spam comes from. Get on the newsletters, the email list, or subscribe to whatever they're offering. Create a special email account just for their correspondence. I get over 100 emails a day, and I love it. Bring on the spam. I don't read them all. But if it's an area that's important to my expertise, I'll look at I'll read it. I'll look at the subject line. I love to see what they're saying and what they're doing. You can recognize trends and better yet, you get a feel for what's working right now. Get on those newsletters. Get on those spam lists and see on your topic, on your area of expertise, what is being sent out, what's working, what's not working. What are you seeing a couple of times a week can be very helpful to help you benchmark what's working and what's not working. Then I I guess I have to endorse number five, Google. Put in your topic. See what comes up. Who's paying for ads? Click on those. Copy them in a, a Tickle file, as they call them, and, and see what words they're using, their titles, their subtitles, and the content that they're using, and the words that they're using. Find out what other people are doing. Because if they're paying for an ad on Google and you're seeing it time and time again, it's probably working, and it can trigger ideas on how you can better market your product, your service, your idea. Especially for those in the information business, go to places like Amazon where put in your word, find out what books are coming up, their title, their subtitle, take a look at their table of contents. What are they doing differently than you? What are they focusing on that you're not focusing on? Especially on the information side, Amazon can be a great resource to help you really kind of fine-tune your message and see what other people are doing. And then ClickBank. ClickBank is on the net where it's an affiliate program where people can sell whatever they want. So put your topic, your service, idea in there. And see what goes to the top. See what's selling the best. See what other people are doing. Look at their subtitle. Look at their content. Look at their bullets. Look at their promises. Look at their guarantees. We're not copying them. You're just going to benchmark them. You're looking at three or four guarantees, putting them together, make it your own, adapt to your style, to your personality. So simple. It's standard practice. It's what people do. As long as you're not copying things word for word, look at three, four, five, ten other people that are doing the same thing. Best practices adapted to you it can be that simple. Just please, please, don't figure it out on your own. If someone else has already done it, you can benchmark it's a standard practice. This is what successful people do. This is what millionaires do, and part of that too is when you go to these places like Clickbank or Amazon, buy their product, see how they send it to you, what emails you get, and how does the product show up? Is it digital? Is it even good? But start purchasing other people's products or services that are similar to you and start benchmarking things that are doing very, very well. And if they're doing something rotten or lame or dumb, do the opposite. Know that you shouldn't do that. Number eight, SimilarWeb.com. SimilarWeb.com is a place you can go to find out what your competitors are doing. Take a look at their advertising. Where are they advertising? How much... Are they spending in advertising? What is their frequency of advertising? You can find out what they're doing. Now, if they've run an ad hundreds of times, it must be working. Where is it working? Find out what they're doing. Do something a little bit different with a different ad, a different banner, or whatever they are using, you can find out. It's public knowledge. It's all right there. It's good to know what your competitors are doing. Number nine is just start interviewing people. Talk to people. Most people are are more than willing to talk to you, even within your own company. If you want to be the top salesperson, take the top salesperson to lunch. They're more than happy to tell you what they're doing. very rare that it actually happens that they have someone take them to lunch to ask them what they did because no one talks to them. They're intimidated or something. Take a millionaire to lunch, and you should be the one to pay for lunch. Well, they're the millionaire. No, if they're going to spend an hour with you, you take them wherever you want and pick their brain, talk to them. They have to eat, too, and most of them are more than happy to do that. And number 10, get a good list of your competitors, what they're doing, they're not doing, their strengths, or weaknesses, their opportunities, threats in the markets. Just keep a little file on what's going on, what's happening, things they're releasing, things they're launching. You're spending too much time trying to figure it out on your own. Watching a YouTube video, looking it up online. No, no, benchmark, best practices, also known as hacking, completely legal, what people are doing. I'm not asking you to copy people word for word. Look at what 5, 10, 15 people are doing, and you adjust, you adapt, you change your style, your personality, your product, your service. It can be that simple. Just don't figure it out on your own. I know you're smart enough. I do. But you need to spend the time to realize someone's already solved it, see what they're doing, adjust it, make it better, fine-tune it, change it up, adapt it, grow it, make it a little different, merge five or six different ideas together. That is benchmarking. And that is the secret ingredient to success and what millionaires are doing that most people don't even think about sometimes. It's interesting because they kind of feel a little guilty about it, like they're not allowed to do that. But yes, every paper you wrote in college, you read three, four, five books, and you just wrote it, made your own. You gave credit where credit's due, and you could do that too. It's how you write a book. It's how you build a website. It's how you create an advertising campaign. It's how it's all done. Just letting you know, putting it out there. want you to be more successful as you learn to maximize your success and your income. So, Sally, hopefully that answers your question Audio number five in Millionaire Psychology also talks about that. And you can find that at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. You can find everything you're looking for, everything we talked about on the show. So at on iHeart, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Facebook, it's Maximize Your Influence. Instagram and Pinterest, it's MaxInfluence. And so, hey, leave a post, a comment. Get your reward, the power negotiation tools, free of charge, a $297 value. Let your family, friends, and enemies know what you think about the podcast. But regardless, master these skills, become more persuasive, learn to benchmark, and as always, go out and persuade with power.